T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rods. What's happening, dude? Oh, man, I tell you what. Trying to shake off all this cold weather, dude. I know I'm all this snow out. and crap. I mean, this is this is not like the South. It is. I mean, this is the reason why I don't live up north. This that, is the reason why we moved down from up north. That well, I I was born here. Yeah, you know, as you can tell by the <laughs> way I sound. But I mean, this is this weather is ridiculous. It it's, is. It, it is. It's, it's just insane. It's why my family made the journey down from Michigan. I want to tell you, I don't see why anybody would live. No wonder they are so mad up there. Oh yeah, I'd be madder in hell too. Oh yeah, shovel snow, shovel snow every day. I seen a guy shoveling snow. Uh, when was it? Like a few days ago. Anyhow, seeing a guy shoveling snow, I was like, "That's northern things." It's like we don't do that here. I mean, like, where do you even buy a snow shovel at around here? You know? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe tractor supply. Northern Depot. <laughs> I know it is fun. Uh, to Yankees are us. I know it is fun to drive, and if uh, if you have a uh, all wheel drive truck, I know that makes it a lot of fun. No, uh, no, no, no. See, this is the reason why we can't have nice things, Odd Rod. Oh, it's still nice. It's I the mean, cleanest truck in the parking lot right now. Just because you drove it through the dirt and squirt, I actually reverse. did not. I did not. I went to one of the nice lava wash places on Twenty Nine. Like I said, just because you washed it off doesn't remove the sin of what you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're over here cutting donuts in your truck. Now, keep in mind, this is the same truck that we had a funeral service for. It got resurrected. Though. It got brought back. I mean, we're literally, his truck's new name is Jesus because it came <laughs> back from the dead. And, and I mean, and it's back. And, you know, and you're thinking, well, we'll take a little care of it. Nope. Well, I mean, it don't snow often, though, so, I mean, I had to take... Yeah, you don't run into brick walls often either, but I don't mean you got to do it every chance you get. I've never ran into a brick wall with the truck. But, I mean, you know, to have a little fun and enjoy the off-road or all-wheel drive capabilities of this truck, I thought it was a good opportunity to do so. Never can I do burnouts in this truck because it is all-wheel drive. So, when there's some ice on the road, I take full advantage. And it was fun. Children. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, we're and just, now we're, you know why you never drive any yeah, of my yeah, stuff. We're, ju- we're just trying to have a good time here, man. That's all. We're just trying to have a good time. That's a, that's all. Leave us be. We're having a good time. Yeah. Tell you what, were you, were you smoking Tide Pods or something before you did that? No, that was just before the Tide Pod thing dropped, so we're good there. Okay. Say, are you drinking laundry detergent now? Not yet. That's another thing I don't get. I mean, what are they putting in there so bad it's killing people? I don't, I don't know. You don't I don't know that? if I want that on my clothes, much less in my body. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little concerned about washing clothes now. I'm a little picky about I think my I shop good, shirts. I think I have a good reason to get out of washing clothes now. Evidently, that stuff kills people. Yeah, lying. I'm telling you, I don't want to handle that. <laughs> Thank God for the cleaning lady. <laughs> She's a brave old gal. So, what you got for us to talk about today? I tell you what, we got a lot of cool things to talk about today. I was out riding around the other day, Odd Rod. Heck, you were with me. You know all about it, and we spotted it. We did spot it. We spotted the, I mean, it's something you don't see as barn finds. You know, you hear about them, but I actually saw one with my own two eyes. Yeah. 
something that an extremely desirable car, a very valuable automobile that has been left for dead in a carport. Right here in Greer Taylor's area. Right here in Taylor's, yeah, South Taylor's. Carolina. There's a and actually I brought in my resident car guru slash financial analyst slash good buddy, Mr. Richard Hoskins in here with us today. Say hi, Richard. Yeah. There. Yeah. Just What's happening upset? See? Just like that. But anyway, we brought Richard in because Richard is a researcher, and Richard knows all things automobile. This guy don't let don't let the banker banker job fool you. Yeah. This guy could talk. This guy could talk you talk you into the ground on details. Oh, absolutely. Hey. So this this Jag we saw it was a 1970. You said what do you think it was? XK 6970. It would have been a series one and a half, I think it was. So it'd probably be late sixties, early seventies. So okay, but I mean, these Jags are bringing you know in the seventies restored, and yes. I'm talking about older restoration. We're not talking about fresh builds or anything like that. And this car is sitting in a carport. I mean, builders are going for. I mean, rusted out builders are going for the mid teens to high or mid to mid teens low twenties. The hood is worth five grand. Exactly. And this car is sitting in a carport. About, I wouldn't about put, three miles from your house. Exactly. I wouldn't put my riding lawnmower in a carport, and they have a Jag XK. I have never seen a Coupe XK Jag in person in my life till I saw it in that carport. Evidently, I, I just want to get the hood off of it. That, that, apparently, that's the, the money thing. They did make them uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. There were two plus twos, and they could either be had with an inline six or a V12. I tell you, I mean, and, and even if this was an inline six car, I mean, it was a wire wheel car. I mean, it's green. I mean, it's a, it's really, it looks like it's all there. I mean, I didn't get close enough, you know, the more trespassing laws, but <laughs> it's a good looking, I mean, those are sexy cars. I mean, they're gorgeous. Probably one of the prettiest Jags ever made. Enzo Ferrari called it the most beautiful car ever built. And that's why we brought him on the air. You know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Enzo Ferrari fan in that statement because I don't think it's the most beautiful car in the world, but it is up there. It's a good-looking one. That is a gorgeous car. Well, you kind of have a skewed sense. It's a pretty car. <laughs> I mean, kind of like like you've got rose-colored glasses for, like, 91 Capri Station Wagon, so we're not exactly going to take your opinion. What, what's wrong with that? I mean, that's a good-looking car. I had a man in my shop today. And he sat down in a 95 wagon we got sitting in the shop and talked about how wonderful these cars were and how comfortable they are. Yeah, they're great for hauling kids and four bait sheets of plywood. <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, what can you do with the Jag? Come on, man. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Restore it, enjoy it, drive it, make money off of it. I mean, what can't you do with the Jag? Who wants to go do out on a hot date in it? <laughs> Who wants to pick do up all women that? in it? Jan and Dean mentioned it in a song. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it, it is. That would be shut down by Jan and Dean. Yeah, you know. Jan didn't didn't mention ninety one Caprice wagon. There's that. never been a song about a ninety one. <laughs> the only song that's been played in a ninety one Caprice station wagon is that stupid kid song. What's that? It's the song that doesn't end. That, and the kids in the back are singing it. You know why? Because it's got a cassette deck in it. That's why. It, it does. It does. Seriously? Sherry yeah. and Lamb Chop. <laughs> Sherry and Lamb Chop's favorite cassette is stuck in your Delco, uh, AC Delco tape player. Yeah, well, that's probably accurate. Yeah, you know. 
got to wind it back up with a pencil. That was a little four-year time odd ride. No, I actually got to do that. I got the joys of that one. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, you do drive. I, I didn't get the A-track, though. I missed the A-track. I mean, like, I've often wondered if I wanted to dig a little deeper into this. And, you know, I took a little psychology back in school, and I was wondering what got you liking station wagons. And, you know, you don't have a half a dozen kids or anything. And I think, it, you know what it is? What's that? You remember me telling you the story about how your dad... And y'all all rode in a pickup truck? Yeah. A regular cab truck? Like, you had to sit in the back. So it was like you and your two brothers and your mom and dad. And this yeah. pickup. I think that's why you like it. Like, you like, now I have a car that seats nine people, <laughs> even though it's just one of you. But you know what I'm saying. It's, it's called preparation. Yeah, yeah. It's called something, all right. But this is the thing. I mean, it's, I think that's what it is. I don't think it's caused like a mental deranged thing in your head. No, man. No, it's just it's comfortable. Kind of like guys buy Corvettes to compensate for other stuff. But you know what I'm saying. And it's it's just a, it's just a comfortable ride. That's all. That's all. It is a comfortable ride. It it is a comfortable ride. So let's talk a little bit more about this Jag. I mean, are you gonna buy it? No, I'm not gonna buy it. Actually, truth be told, actually this car can't be bought. I was already told that. Ah. Yeah. The uh, the car can't be bought. And this is the worst thing about barn finds. So, and you're going to find this out more times than not. The reason these cars are sitting here is because they just don't want to sell them. Whether they're going to restore it or they're leaving it to a family member, they will let these cars rot. I actually heard a story that this Jag just recently got put in that carport that it was sitting outside under a tree. That's sad. That's, that's more sad than it's sitting under the carport. I mean, it is. I mean, that's just like, I mean, I'm tearing up right now. I, I kind of just, I'll be honest with you, I just kind of want to get the hood off of it. I think that could take care of a couple of bills. No. But now, how cool would it be to hot rod that Jag? Uh, well, it'd be destroying the value, but I think it'd be awesome. I mean, you imagine like an LS-powered pro-touring Jag. And I mean, and you don't hear I, I me say that often. I, I don't think Richard agrees with you on that one. No, but, no. The, the face you know what? I can, <clears throat> I can be sold on this one. Fa- the face Richard just made either. He just drank pickle juice or he's disgusted by my idea. I, I think you have Anything but an LS. Oh, I mean, you know, maybe hurts. maybe like a like a you go to like a cheetah kind of platform, you know, and do like a carburetor. Toyota four point seven uh, uh, something. Anything. Non-LS. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I need to go talk some sense into Rosseroni on my left and <laughs> I give up on Odd Rod a long time ago, guys. All right, guys, I'll tell you what, stay tuned. We got a lot more coming up on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're talking barn finds. On one oh six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. Rob Pitts, Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? And then we got Richard, our special guest in the studio, Mr. Richard Hoskins himself, and his car guru knowledge. What's happening, Upset? All right, guys, I tell you, so we were talking about this XKE Jag, and it got a little heated here at the end. I need to apologize to Richard. I don't mean those mean things I said to you during the break. Actually, I did mean everything I said to you during the break, but... You have the right to have your opinion. Even, even if, it, if it's wrong. Even if it does suck. Yeah. And um Fair. and Odd Rod, this is the one time me and you actually agree on yeah, something. Yeah, LS it, baby. High five. Boot. <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Think about car movies. Okay, there's a long list of those and I love about all of them. I, I do too. American Graffiti. Right. That's my fave, I would say. Hollywood Nights is a little more my fave than American Graffiti. Okay. okay. Um, how about you, Richard? What's, what's one of your favorite car movies? Um, The first Gone in 60 Seconds is a yes. pretty cool car movie. Yes. Uh, I think it's got like nine words in the entire movie, but it's got a yes. lot of cool car stuff. And they're very poorly acted then. Yeah, horrible. But... Horrible acting and like the cut scenes kind of sucked because you'd see this Mustang slam down, blow apart, and then it'd be driving again. It was How like many hubcaps could you possibly lose on a 73 Mustang? Like 37? How many yellow Mach 1s are no longer on the road because of that movie? <laughs> well, you know, they only had one car. 
That was the catch with that movie. You Seriously? know that. There's only one car. It had a NASCAR-style roll cage in it, and that was it. So that, that, that means that gas station scene at the end where they swapped them out, they filmed that first. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, the real funny thing about, about that movie is that was a very, very low, I mean, like you couldn't tell, low-budget film. The uh, Well, they you, didn't mind getting rid of some uh, box Chevy Caprices there with oh, police cars. Well, they got all kinds of stuff tore up. And I'll tell you something else is really funny. Like, you see people running. Yeah. They didn't pull permits. Those were really people running. <laughs> like, like you seen an ambulance? No, it was there because somebody's bleeding. That's why. <laughs> and he's just having to film a movie at the same time. Well, you know, I mean, you know, take advantage of your surroundings, right? I guess so. You know, he's balling on a budget over here. The uh, or I guess Spielbergin on a budget. So uh, l- let's narrow it down. What's the best scene from a car movie? Car chase scene, bullet all the way. How about Sadry. you, Richard? Absolutely no question. Ten minutes worth of a Mustang and a Charger going back and forth. I mean, come I on. Mean, You've got, first of all, before we even get started on this bullet Mustang talk, if you go online and you read about this, it drives me absolutely insane. There's two chargers that are mentioned, and they get the year wrong every time. If I hear the Dukes of Hazard charger getting called a 68 or a 70, <laughs> it's a 69 Dodge Charger, by the way. And if I hear the damn bullet one being called anything but a 68 Dodge Charger, it drives me insane. Yes, yeah, 68 it. was the only year that had the two round two round taillights. Yeah, the bullet taillights on the back, and they also had round marker lights on them. In '69, they went to rectangle marker lights and different taillights. We'll see a lot of people clone the '68 to be a '69 and make a general generally by putting a new tail panel in the back. Exactly, and change the grill, and or well, the grills were the same and in '70. They changed the grill. Yeah, like well, the grill. What's funny about the '70 is they actually make that little insert piece for your grill to just snap it in there while it screws in, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're became a 69 charger i'm telling you but i mean it drives me nuts though because you see some of these like car editorials and these and these paid pages and they're like yeah and the 69 dodge charger yeah, so, that he was so, chasing so just recap on no, charger he's not. news he's chasing a 68 dodge charger maybe so, i seen a different bullet the movie was made and what you said january of 68. yeah 68 you know which it just drives me insane. I mean, I'm a detail guy. So just to recap on your Charger knowledge, a 68 was used in the movie Bullet, a 69 would be your General Lee, and a 70 would be the one in Fast and the Furious. Exactly. There you go. So, Bullet Mustang bad guy, 68. Bo and Luke, 69. <laughs> Dominic Toretto, 70. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and it's just that easy, kids. <laughs> Even a caveman can do it. Even a caveman can do it. The, uh, but the, and that's the thing. So we're talking about a ten minute chase scene in this movie. And I want to tell you something, old Steve McQueen. I'll put him right up there with the old junk man in the first Gone in sixty seconds for giving a Mustang hell. Yeah. That car. I mean, let's talk about the car a little bit. We had a nineteen sixty eight Mustang fastback, three ninety big block with a top loader Ford four speed transmission in it. So this is the first year for the big block Mustang. Pretty cool car. Right um, a really box. cool car. Um, you know, they actually ordered two of these cars, and they were ordered in January of 1968. Um, from actually, they were actually built those cars in California, so they ordered direct from Ford. How cool is that? Do you know why they put mag wheels on the Bullet Mustang? I do, I do. I actually know this one. I actually know this one. All right, Odd Rod. I feel like a teacher. All right, <laughs> and so the Hero car wouldn't lose its subcaps. Exactly, they put mag wheels on it because they were already having trouble keeping the hubcaps on it but with him if, driving it. If you notice, they didn't mind losing the hubcaps off the Charger. 
And they could have lost the whole damn Charger. I don't think nobody really would have cared. The Chargers the don't need Max. <clears throat> no, no, no. Chargers don't need Max. But I will say, you know, it, it, it was interesting watching these two cars because there was nothing BS or nothing movied about this. If you watch the straightaways, that Charger would outrun the crap out of the Mustang. But what when it came call- to cornering, cornering, the Mustang took it by a long shot. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Power weight ratio in the Mustang. Now, you talk about a nose-heavy car. With the big block in the Mustang, I mean, we got—we're not talking about like some all aluminum 427 or something. This is a 390 FE Ford engine. The yeah. Mustang was also heavily modified. The Charger wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's a little bit of an unfair advantage, and also, you know, I've never heard anything said about the power plant in the Charger. If it was a 383, or it could have been all kinds of things. All it serves is stock 440. Uh, the Mustang, uh, if you look into it, uh, they had all kinds of reinforcements and stuff that apparently wasn't necessary for the Charger. You well, know, I, I feel that I also read somewhere that that was a 440 car. Well, and I mean, even then, though, that 390, I mean, and you got to think about the weight difference. I mean, heck, that Charger probably weighs, what, 4,300 pounds, something like that, probably? That's a big car. The Mustang, what, 34, 35? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a big difference in just weight right I would there. say five to 800 pounds difference. Easily, easy, easy, yeah. eight hundred pounds difference between the two, but I mean, and so I mean, you got these two cars chasing, but I mean, you got a big block Mustang. It's a torque monster, and they get this thing up in the air quite a few times cruising the streets of San Francisco. Yes, which you know, I mean, if I'm going through San Francisco, I'm probably going kind of fast too, trying to get through there and get out, <laughs> trying to get out. But yeah, I mean, they did. They put these cars through absolute hell. Oh the, yeah, they, they tortured them. And I mean, but that was a cool thing. This is before CGI and special effects. Yeah, they really you did drove this. Drove these cars. Yeah, they really did this. Like I mean, it was insane. Like I said, they bought two cars, and they're identical twins: Highland Green '68 fastbacks, both big block cars, both four speeds. Um, one was their actual work car, which got took the majority of the jumps, and then they had the hero car, right? Which was close up shots and all that. So, uh, so where's our cars today? Well, you know, the actual car, the, the jump car, was actually found in Mexico. Really? Found in Mexico. The car was sold off, and uh, it was lost for years. So, I wonder how much abuse it took. A I mean, lot. We've seen the results of the Charger well, that, that in the car, movie. That car actually got restored a few <clears throat> years ago. No, the, the jump car. Yeah, it got restored to original spec and all that good stuff. So, I mean, it's it's back on the road. But how about that hero car? How about it? Where did it end up? We're going to be talking a lot about that hero car and where it's been sitting around for the last 44 years. So, you mean this car that's obviously a piece of history, probably worth a dollar or two, has been just sitting around in a barn, just... It's been sitting in a garage in New Jersey. Hmm, very interesting. That's right, guys. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? And did I tell you, our resident financial analyst, mm-hmm. and might I add, Mr. Mustang himself, Richard Hoskins, is in the studio. Yes, he is. I'm telling you. Richard is like the end-all, be-all of information. He's pretty informal. He is very informative. Uh, I got a, uh, yeah, we're talking about the Bullet Mustang. And this car just recently came out of hiding. Unless you live under a rock like it was, you you already know that the Bullet Mustang, of course, Ford's coming out with their 2019 Bullet, a.k.a. a green Coyote Mustang. But it's cool, but it's not Bullet. You know, yeah, it's, I mean. It's kind of like the same color <clears throat> of Bullet. Well, it'll never be a 68 fastback with no. a 390 in it. But, uh, you know, so this car's kind of cool that it's came back out. But what's <laughs> really cool about this car is the story of it. 
And you know, we've kind of we've kind of touched on a subject about the car, about you know, a few things being added to the car and being a three ninety S code four speed. I tell you what, extra credit. I got a five dollar bill, odd rod, that says Richard knows the answer to this. Okay. All right. It had a three ninety F E engine. Right. What does F E stand for? I bet it stands for fun engine. <laughs> no, it don't don't stand for fun engine. Uh Probably is a fun engine. Ford Edsel, maybe. And he got it. I'll take odd Ford facts for a thousand, Alex. Got it. Killed it. But, I mean, that's that's cool, though. And this is why I like this guy, because he's just like, um, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to ask him about the Born Stroke on a 390, because I'm pretty sure he's going to tell me. Yeah, he probably knows. Duration of the cam, things of that nature, whatnot. But this is the thing that's cool about this. This car, though, is, like I said, they ordered two of them. One of them was found restored, but this was the jump car. The hero car went missing. After 1974, no one saw it. Hmm. So the cool thing about this car, Warner Brothers sells it in a road and track magazine ad. October <laughs> of 1974. This is the thing that's cool about this. All right. They buy it. This couple buys it. They, uh, you know, his wife drove it to work. And, and, you know, you think, well, you know, drives a Mustang to work. There's a lot of people who drove a Mustang to work. His wife was a third grade school teacher. So she was a cool school teacher. I want to tell you something. If my third grade teacher drove a 68 Mustang with a four-speed in it, I probably would have paid a little more attention in class. You might would be able to color in the lines by now. You would think. I mean, I'm just saying. Just saying. I mean, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, that's a cool one. Most women can't even drive a manual transmission, and your old lady's driving a four-speed? That's the coolest teacher ever. That's what I was about to say. Uh, unless your wife's Shirley Muldowney, I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, that's that's impressive. And I happen to know that she's no longer married, so that's not the case. No, 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 no. Not at all. But this is the thing that's cool about this car. So it was drove for three years. You know why they stopped driving it? Why is that? The clutch went out in it, and they parked it. They put it in a carport, covered up. Now, and the thing is, this is in New Jersey. Mm. So the car stayed out of the elements for the most part, but it was Mm -hmm. still basically outside. Had a roof over the top of it. Well, word got out that this is the bullet Mustang. Now, keep in mind, this car has a lot of really cool things, and it's still on it to this day. But, like, you know, a 68 Mustang didn't have a red line mark on the tack. They took a piece of masking tape and marked the tack at 6,400 RPMs. So apparently at 65, 66 is where that 390 would come unwound. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm telling you, I mean, I'll turn a small block up at hard in a heartbeat. You start turning big blocks up, you'll start throwing parts out. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's not good for a big block to yeah, turn that man. You, you know, big blocks to me has always been that terminology. You build them tight and wind them light. You know? Yes. And uh, with the small blocks, you build them light and wind them tight. You know? <laughs> but that's, that's, so that's where he shifted at in this car. And that car still to this day has that piece of masking tape there. It's got all the Warner Brothers stickers in the glass in the corner of the glass where it was property of the Warner Brothers and all that. So anyway, this car got parked. Well, word got out they had a bullet Mustang. And a lot of people started knowing about the car, including Steve McQueen. Hmm. Steve McQueen, and I really lost a little respect for him. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to talk about a dead man because he can't take up for himself. I'll talk about him. I'll let Odd Rod back me up on this. He wrote a letter to this guy wanting to buy this guy's car. He just told him, I don't want to sell it. And Steve McQueen really was not a nice guy. And you can pull this letter up online and you, and you can, you know, take what you get from it too. But, you know, in my opinion, 
he was kind of he was kind of an asshole about it. I mean, that's the best way to put it. In my opinion, he was a total jerk. I mean, it was it was a really jerk thing he said. Um, so, but anyway, long story short, they kept the car. No big deal. Whatever. Well, then words start getting out. Man, that's the bullet Mustang they've got. You know, you know what? In in their defense, Steve died what like three years later. Well, he actually, he did die three years later, and all his cars got auctioned off very shortly after that. So it's probably a blessing in disguise he didn't get it. Yeah, serves him right. So this is the thing that's cool about this car. So they kept the car. Well, they kept it covered up with a car cover sitting under the carport. Didn't think nothing about it. Well, people kept pulling the car cover off of it and taking pictures of it. So that was figured that out. Well, then they pulled the car cover off of it one time and took pictures of it, and somebody stole the original air cleaner off of it. <laughs> so somewhere in somebody's garage is the original 390 chrome 14-inch air cleaner hanging on their garage wall. And I wish it was mine. Yeah. I mean, how cool would that be? I, you know what? I imagine you'll start seeing, if not the real one, I imagine you'll start seeing uh, replica air cleaners come up. On well, the I mean, and it's just a chrome round 14-inch air. I mean, it's nothing special. I mean, they made... 50 billion of them, but uh, it's just got a 390 sticker on top of it. But the thing that's cool about it is that air cleaner got stolen off the car. It was like a memento. You know, kind of like a serial killer does. You know, like, oh, they yeah. take an item of clothing, but that's what gets them caught, too. Yep. I watch enough CSI, I know how this goes down. The Charger must have taken it. Yeah, the Charger took it. Had to have been. So the thing that's cool, now, 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 cool side story with the Charger now, not only did a lady drive the bullet Mustang back and forth to work, but now, Richard, you were telling me the Charger was actually driven by a lady at Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, um, I, I can't back this up, but when I was a kid in the 90s, I uh, had a muscle car magazine that was asking where the cars are, and uh, apparently the Charger fared pretty well after filming and uh one of the secretaries for warner brothers actually bought it and used it as her car oh, that's, that's insane i mean i mean you would think because this was a four-speed car too right i think it was an automatic okay okay well i mean it's still a yeah four, i think the charger was automatic i mean it's still a 440 68 charger either way twisted yeah. i mean she still gets cool points oh know? yeah i mean i'll drive a 440 automatic charger it's a pretty cool car it is. I mean, that's a big car, too. No, but, I'd put a new tail panel on it and make it a General Lee, but <laughs> that's just me. And that's why you can't have nice things. Well, it'd be nice to just be in Hugger Orange. Killing me. It's Hemi Orange. Yeah. Ah, it's Hugger Orange. All right, okay. Well, we're not talking about the Duke boys. Okay, calm down. I'm sitting in the middle of this. I mean, I want you to. I want to paint a picture for you. We're in the studio. Me and Gray are like in the in the, in the, in the middle of this crossfire. Of hugger orange, no hemi orange, and back and forth. I don't care what color orange it is. I, can't we all just get along? Yeah, as long as we can agree it's hugger orange. We're not talking Duke boys right now. Okay, all right. Well, and don't make do you know I, whose phone number I have in my phone? No, I don't. Who's uh, whose phone number do you have in your phone? I have Cooter's phone number in my phone. Well, you call him up. I can call. I can call you Ben <laughs> right now. And call Cooter up, and Cooter can can resolve this. We'll call him. I'm not going to call him because we're We're talking about the damn bullet Mustang. That's why. All right. Well, let's talk about. When the we bullet. talk about the Duke boys, we'll have them on there. All right. We're we can't have Roscoe. We're going to come. You know, James Best can't make it anymore. We're no. going to come full circle in this conversation though, because I'm going to get down to the bottom of this. All right. Well, one day we will. But right now we're talking about this here bullet Mustang. So right. anyway, so after all that happened, the dad got spooked. He wanted to restore this car, and he was scared it was going more things were happening, or somebody was going to steal it. So he moves the car and locks it up in a garage, and that car sat from that day, this was about mm, the early 80s, all the way to two years ago, sat dead in the water. The car was 
the cars, you know, the dad passed away. The mother had I'm been a, passed I'm away. I'm going to say it's going to need some stability and some uh, normal change. Well, obviously. Um, they did a few things. They went through it, everything running-wise, to get it running. But keep in mind, this car still has original plug wires on it. So that's, it's a relatively low-mileage car. That's good for them. Well, and that's the thing that was cool about this car is he got it running, but he didn't take anything off. It didn't have to come off of it. You know, he kept it as original as possible. So anyway, this car's back on the road again, and he actually, you know, he didn't call Road and Track or Motor Trend. He went straight to Ford with it because he heard the new Bullet Mustang was coming out. But this is the one thing I have a problem with this. How many Bullet Mustangs have they came out with since then? Mine. They had the... Uh, 2001, yeah. 2008. Exactly. And now the, this one. Yeah, so, I mean, that's three different Bullet Mustang trains, or two that he missed totally. Yeah. You know, and this guy, you know, I, I don't know. All of a sudden, I, that that smells fishy to me. I don't know. Like, I think Ford might have come to him about it mm-hmm. more than all of a sudden. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? He come I up for the fiftieth. I think he might be on something there. Yeah, I don't know, but there's more to that. But either way, it makes for a good story. So, long story short, they got the car back on the road, and it's sitting at the Detroit Auto Show as we speak. And we aren't there. No, and we are not there. Actually, Richard was supposed to go there. And, and, and Richard is not there. No, yeah. obviously, because he's here. Thanks he's for that. Because <laughs> he's, he's here with us. Great. Thank you, Richard. All right, guys, I'll tell you what. Stay tuned. We got a lot more about this here bullet Mustang coming up on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, Odd Rod. What's happening, dude? And I tell you what, riding shotgun, we got Richard Hoskins, our resident Mustang guru slash financial analyst. You know, we're talking about this bullet Mustang. And, you know, like I said, they got this car back. They didn't restore it. They just got it running and moving under its own power, which is a large feat in itself, one, because it's a Ford, and two, because it's been sitting for 44 years. Oh, yeah. But... Both uh, both costs were very problematic. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's epic in itself um, that that they could do this kind of stuff. I mean, they might have been stocking oil up all this time just to keep it going. I don't know. But this is the thing that's crazy. So this car's back on the road again, and you know, there's actually videos on YouTube with Steve McQueen's granddaughter sitting behind the wheel of it and cranking it up. I'm gonna tell you something. Ain't the only thing that cranked up. She is a gorgeous lady. And Steve McQueen really didn't trip my trigger too much, but his granddaughter, I like her. She's a nice gal. You know, I mean, if you're talking in terms of money, you know, Steve, yeah, look, you know, Well, yeah, I won't tell you something. I'm pretty sure Honey, honey Pie's getting royalty checks, and she's a lot better to look at. You know what I mean? Well, you know, whatever. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, just saying. She may have been looking at a Mustang, but she's a fox. <laughs> Well, you know, they did come out with a fox body. So yeah, 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 they can come out with nothing like that. I promise you that. All right, carry on. Anyway, so like, <laughs> oh, it's the FCC again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the <laughs> but I want to tell you something. That is a really, really, really pull it together, Richard. We're trying to be okay. professional. But I mean, this is the thing. It's a good looking Mustang. It's right? a great Mustang. <laughs> well, and it is a cool car. It's a very iconic car. And it's neat because this car sitting at the Detroit Auto Show right beside the 2019 Bullet Mustang. So they made the mistake once, and then they made it again in the early 2000s, and again later in the 2000s, and they make it again in 2001, 2008, right? 2001, 2008. See? Yeah. 
Which the 2008s was weird because they didn't, they weren't even Highland Green, were they? They were black. Yeah, uh, right. you get dark blue, black, or Highland Green. Uh, I think 2001s were the same way. Really? That's crazy. I I've, mean, I've only ever seen one of the ones, and it was in Highland Green. Well, no, actually, you have seen more than one because our buddy Alex Hicks. That comes no, he's to the got shows, the 08. He's got an 08. Yeah. There's a guy it. that actually used to work for me at the shop. He had an 01. No, yeah. not, a, not a 01. He had an 08 then, too. I think he's got no eight right now uh it's black but it's got red stripes on it so it kind of exactly. looks like it's a shelby but yeah, it's a it's uh it kind of looks, looks bossish too. yeah like it look like the gas cap's the only way you can tell because it says bullet yeah but there was a back when i lived in an apartment there was a guy that had a one there that was a highland green and really it was just just a green mustang with a nicer set of wheels on it, it said bullet across the tail panel they had different interior stitching and uh gauge package things yeah um gauges well i mean, and, I mean and the details are cool i mean they're that's cool you know what i'm saying and i mean I, they can their their hands are tied to a lot of things they can do you know these cars are assembly line cars but i mean you no matter how much stitching or gauges or bullet emblems you put on it's never going to be a 68 fastback mustang that, it's a mustang gt well yeah. i mean i mean at the end of the day the only thing that makes it a bullet mustang is the fact that it was in a movie you know that called bullet so i mean Really, I mean, to me, it's no different than, you know, a Grand Sport, you know, uh, All right. Corvette. Let's it's play. just a uh, rendition or paying homage to something of fast. Let's play devil's advocate right quick. Okay. We're talking about this bullet Mustang. You know, the ultimate barn find. Right. Right now. And we're talking barn finds today. All right, Richard. 68 Mustang Fastback, 390 S code, four speed, any color but Highland Green, and not driven by Mr. Steve McQueen. Good driver quality car. What kind of money we're looking at? Twenty five, thirty. Twenty five, thirty thousand is going to blow this car out. What do you think, Robert? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it a little more credit. I'm going to say a good driving car. You know, not professionally restored, but a good running car. You know, ready to go down the road. I would say probably in the mid thirties. All right, thirty five k. I mean, and that's a, that's a good number right there. All right, thirty five thousand. Now, this car's never going to be sold. The son's already you know, said that he will never sell this car, and this guy's doing okay. It actually shows some pictures of the Bullet Mustang, and apparently he's a Porsche fan. He's got like 911s and stuff. He has good Porsches. So he really don't There's need no the money. There's no Boxster sitting in his garage. He really don't need the money off this car, in other words. Yeah, it looks, actually looks kind of funny with the Mustang. I mean, the Mustang's like the red-headed stepchild of the garage. But let's say, you know what, he took it to Bear Jackson. We got Bear Jackson going on this week. We took it to Barrett Jackson. Richard, what do you think the bullet Mustang with the provenance and everything that comes with this car? Now, keep in mind, this car is not in road-ready condition, if no, you will. It, it moves and drives. Yeah. Um, it, Cor- and the car needs quarter panels on it. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, it would be six figures. It would be some I agree with that. crazy drunk guy that in watched the, the movie. And says that's the bullet Mustang, and just has to have it. Uh, I, I I don't know, 150 maybe. So you think it'd bring 150 grand? I think he's a little light. Uh, I think you might be right. What do you think? Um, I you know, Barrett Jackson in an auction in a car that this car is a one of one. Speaking that you know, it's the only bullet. It's Mustang. one. No, it's one of one because Steve McQueen drove. Right, 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 right. Um, speaking on that terms, actually, there was two he had, you know. So <laughs> very true. Um, speaking on terms like that, and the fact that this car is unrestored and in the condition with the Warner Brother decals, I would say if you had the right guy, Barrett Jackson, who was just absolutely in love with it. 
I would be willing to bet this car could hit a million dollars. Now, I will say, I, I don't, think you're a little heavy. <clears throat> well, I don't. I don't think that is likely. I think a more realistic number is around a quarter million. So we're talking two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. And I'll see. This is where I'm going to go. I want to go crazy because I see where this car is going to be going. Either it's going into a private collection or it's going to an automotive museum somewhere. Oh, whether I agree be, with that. Whether it be like a Stars and Cars kind of thing or or something like that or the Peterson or something, I want to put this car at four hundred k is what's going to take. And I wouldn't doubt any of those numbers to happen. If, I think, if I the think right person would do it. If the right person is sitting at Barrett Jackson, I I can agree with any of those numbers, including the million dollar figure. Well, the, the one reason I well, say that. Well, you got the right two people sitting. There. Well, obviously, in any auction, you got to have the right two people bidding. But this is the thing. I mean, look at the, some of the big big money cars. You know, you look at like the Batmobile, which granted the Batmobile is a little more iconic than the Bullet Mustang, but you had the Batmobile, and I mean, this thing sold for $2.2 million. Yeah, and see, this is another thing that I would give the strong number to the Bullet Mustang is, you know, the Batmobile, you know, now keep in mind George Barris built it, the one we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, The car is iconic, but at the end of the day, what can you do with it? I mean, you know, you can't drive it on a rainy day, you can't enjoy the car, not that you would. But there's a lot of things you can't do with this car versus having a 68 Mustang that you can do with that car. Um, so, I mean, you got to look at that you know, aspect. It's not like you're going to go out and buy parts for your Batmobile. They just don't make you them. Can't, you it's just more can't practical. Go, you can't yeah. go to O'Reilly and say, hey, I need a bat thruster <laughs> so, for and, my 1966 <laughs> Batmobile. And, and, yeah, and like Richard said, you know, the, the 68 Mustang is a far more practical car if you're just par- comparing car to car. Um, so that's where I think the value will take off when it comes to the. So basically, the it's, it's like having like a pet chihuahua and having a pet dragon. Right now, the pet dragon probably carries more value because it's definitely rarer and it blows fire out. But yeah, and this is it. At the end of the day, what are you going to do with it, said pet dragon? You know, whereas the pet chihuahua is a more practical animal to carry around with you, and that's or even a kangaroo. Yeah, so yeah, which is legal in the state. Yeah, so that's that's where I think your bullet Mustang is going to carry some serious residual value to it. I see the bullet Mustang spending the rest of its life in a museum somewhere if oh, it ever absolutely. gets pried out of this absolutely. guy's hands. Uh, and the, the fact that the other one, and this is something that I'll make a stand in the opposite direction for, the fact that the uh, other car, the jump car, was restored, and this one's still in its original condition, I would think would actually make it worth even more money, though I will say... The jump car was pretty trashed. <laughs> yeah, though, though I will say, had I been the person to buy this, or was able to buy this uh, Mustang... You'd put an LS I would, in it. No, I would, but I would restore it back to, back to movie condition. I wouldn't restore this car. You're taking away from it. It's only original once. And uh, this car and, and is. You know what? I agree with you 100%. Just to me, the value to it's not there. I would like to have it back to its original movie condition. And this is to the guy that likes rat rods. You, you make no sense to me at I all. Know. I know. I have, my, I have my qualms. Well, I'll tell you what else don't make sense is all these darn commercials that keep yeah, coming up. Yeah, it's top of the hour, so you guys are going to have to pay attention to the news and listen for us to come back here in a few. All right, guys, stay tuned. you got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming your way. Right here on 106.3 WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.